Hello and welcome to the Brisbane Indie Podcast. I'm Imogen. And I am Summer. And today we are talking all about Imogen and her journey as an artist, kind of her journey, I guess, how Indie came about. And yeah, just, I guess, your story, Emo. All the stuff. So to start off, um, kind of give us a bit of background, I guess, your childhood, your education, like have you always wanted to be an artist? Give us the spiel. Yeah, so um, yes, I have always wanted to be an artist. I think since I was about 12 years old, I've wanted to be an artist. Um, And for context, I grew up in New Zealand, um, in a small town called Dunedin. And when you're saying small town, I can confirm it is a small town. She's she's not big. <laughs> she is not big. She is a very small town. And um, yeah, I was actually always supported in becoming an artist. I definitely assumed the identity of the art kid growing up. And I had two really inspirational art teachers in high school and intermediate called Mr. Smith or or Smithy and Mr. Dean or Dino, um, who really encouraged me into pursuing art as a career. Um, I had Mr. Smith as my first art teacher and he actually advocated for me to be moved up a year in art. So I was doing the like high school assessment system we have a year early and joining all the scary uh, girls from the year above me in their class, which was great at the time. Um, and he really introduced me to the art that I love. Um, yeah, he, he was kind of like a, a Hagrid looking figure, very tall and large. And, um, he had always a shaved head and like black rim glasses and like a brown leather jacket and had like a big booming voice. So very fitting for the way he looked and, um, was very sarcastic, which was right up my alley. You sarcastic? No, <laughs> not at all. Um, and yeah, you know, used to give our classes lollies all the time, which upset the other teachers, but put you on a sugar high. Oh yeah. Made, made him the favorite. Yeah. Um, and then in the later years of high school, I had Dino, Mr. Dean, and he was like best friends with Smithy and they were like complete polar opposites. So Dino was like a picture, like a skeletal slender, small man, completely shaved head, only ever wore black ever. I think I saw him wearing a white shirt once and it was too much for me. Um, and a very, very soft voice, but could really command a room. And together they both really encouraged me at the start of my artistic journey. And so would you say they, I guess, really were massive impacts in probably you as an artist figuring out kind of what kind of art you wanted to do? Definitely. Your influences really. Yeah. Um, and I had them for painting and I'm now an oil painter and I really love painting portraits and incorporating surrealism into that. And I definitely started that line of interest early on under their influence. So 100% influenced me and inspired me from that point. And And I guess they really probably pushed you as well. Um, Because I remember you telling me how you've kind of been in some awards and whatnot back when you were in New Zealand. Yeah. So um, in New Zealand, with our assessment system and CEA, they have like a subsection 
called scholarship where you can put forward a portfolio or whatever in in your area of interest and then be assessed against everyone else in New Zealand and like kind of get a ranking um, so they encouraged me to put one forward for painting so I put my portfolio in did all my written stuff and um, I ended up getting a what's it called I ended up getting an outstanding scholarship which kind of put me in the top five people in New Zealand oh, wow and that was that was all them <laughs> that was their encouragement I would have never done it without them backing me and that probably would have been such a great moment especially like you know you're having backing and then you become like in the top five of entire of New Zealand like which is crazy it would have just been such like a moment of like okay I'm an yeah. artist <laughs> no yeah I like it was very motivating for me and then I guess leading off from that I was put up here in art so I didn't have art for the last year of um yeah high so school. in year 12 you yeah. were doing year 13 art. art and then but when you went to year 13 it meant that you didn't yeah, have I'd art already any, done it yeah, yeah. you've already finished it yeah so I guess I was trying to think of ways that I could keep my momentum and stay engaged in the art world and I thought the best way to do that was to just enter art competitions and awards which is exactly what I did. Uh, so I remember painting my first oil painting, which is now my main love <laughs> in life. I painted a portrait called Talk to You Later, and I ended up entering it in the Adam Portrait Award, which is the top portrait award in New Zealand, um, and it got through. So uh, yeah, it went into the exhibition and I got to go to the opening and that was kind of my introduction to the high-end art world. So it was a typical wine and cheese affair and there were rich looking people all dressed up and walking around talking about the art. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to be a part of this world. I want people to really care about my work. So that I guess that was like your exposure to high-end art then, hey? It was, yeah. That was the that was my entry point the gateway drug <laughs> yeah so I'm guessing you know like New Zealand small town you're kind of like a prodigy child you've got these like amazing kind of awards under your belt how did you coming to Australia like fit into this like how did that come about I guess year 13 trying to figure out what I want to do after school um I really wanted to go to art college but as you said and it's true um Dunedin very small town and great not necessarily creatively engaging um, and I always loved the idea of studying abroad and being overseas and actually like making a place my own so um, I ended up moving countries with my boyfriend and his band moving to Australia and I'd never been to Australia before and didn't know anyone and it was quite the palaver. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure um, your parents would have loved the idea of their, like, s how are we? Like, 17, 18? Oh, yeah, 18 when I graduated. Yeah, 18-year-old yeah, <laughs> fresh out of school going to New Zealand with a bunch of, you know, teenage... I uh -huh. mean, more teenagers at that, at that yeah, point. Yeah, we so, were babies. Yeah, yeah going no, to Australia. Not a good look. And I've always been so, like, self-reliant and self-determined, like, I love succeeding and proving myself. And when I got to Australia, I really felt like the pressure was on yeah, for me. Yeah, you to had to kind of prove to why the move was yeah. so necessary, or like why you did the move. Yeah, and why I'd made the right decision, um, which was difficult. 
because as I said before, I didn't know anyone in Australia. I'd never been to Australia before. And we ended up moving to the Gold Coast for the first year. Um, so yeah. And it's also like, I think if, especially if you live in Brisbane, you kind of know that probably the art scenes are very different in different areas and especially like, you know, your first year here, you don't know anybody. And you're also with a bunch of like (laughs) teenage guys, really like that would be just kind of, it, I'm sure it would have been hard. Yeah, it was. Um, and you weren't doing like art school at the time where you No, yeah. So first year here, gap year, all I really knew was A, I wanted to get to Australia and then B, I really wanted to get into this art college in Italy. Um, it's called Saatchi, so Studio Arts College International, and it's based in Florence. Fortunately, they had to close due to COVID. Oh, no. So I, d- I got in while I still yeah. could. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, this was 2018, so very much pre-COVID. Yes. So I'm in Australia, trying to find work, and then eventually I get a scholarship to Saatchi, and I end up studying there for six weeks, and I studied art history and painting, and boy, oh boy, did it change my life. It was incredible. I saw paintings that I'd only dreamt of seeing and, like, saw artworks that made me tear up on the spot. Um, and it was really detrimental to my journey. Yeah, I'm sure you would there. have seen like a lot of artworks as, as well that would have been by painters that you were really inspired by. Yeah, I, I'm such an art history buff. I absolutely love it, especially like the Renaissance and Baroque. So it was surreal to see these artworks in person. And it was really important for me to go there because I thought if I'm going on a gap year and I want to be an artist... I want to make sure that it's worthwhile. So what can I do that I wouldn't be able to do if I was going straight into studying? And I thought, if I want to be an artist, I might as well go back to the place where it all started (laughs) and and see these grandmasters. I guess in a way it was also, again, like you kind of proving to yourself that, hey, I'm doing this myself. And like you went over there with no family, no friends or anything. Hey, like you just kind of was like, oh, I'm in Australia, but I'm going to Italy by myself for six weeks. See you soon. I guess it's kind of weird as well because I'm quite an introvert. If you've met me, a little bit of an awkward potato. Yeah. So you went to Italy. It was kind of a very kind of almost transformative experience. Yeah. Um, Then kind of what happened after Italy? So I, I came back to Oz. Um, I got a job in a bistro and I was kind of on the war path. I'd just seen all of the art I could ever see that could possibly inspire me. And I was really motivated and I thought, I'm going to paint a portrait and enter it in the BP Portrait Awards because apparently I'm, I can do that. And if you didn't know, this award is the top portrait award in the world so you kind of was like you know what I'm just doing it yeah just just whatever you know why stop now um I painted a portrait called Night Shift which was very much a coming of age portrait for me um and I ended up sending it to London as a semi-finalist to be judged for the exhibition yeah so meaning like you were in the top like 200 of people in the world basically hey because if it's the top yeah yeah (laughs) so basically an insane kind of achievement in a way yeah especially coming from Italy it would have just been like a yeah yeah again like you're on a steamroll to kind of prove yourself so then exactly yeah I was 
I was raised in hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess coming back to Australia, it was good and bad because I'd been doing this for so long, isolated by myself, pretty much just trying to prove to everyone in my life that I was capable and I was I'd made the right decision by moving countries with a bunch of dudes <laughs> um, but it was also really isolating because I still didn't have any friends here I hadn't found my art community yet and I desperately wanted to do that so the next year I went to art college in Brisbane yay yay and I was determined to find my people and our college is amazing. Like I've, I've, I found my people. I have yeah. friends who are passionate about art. Um, but then the university side of it actually was a humbling experience for me <laughs> in first year. Um, Cause I went from being this small town, big fish to being a little fish in a big pond. Um, everyone was, you know, equal and, suddenly my style of art wasn't the best style of art anymore um yeah <laughs> yeah and I was gonna say so what what's the actual degree that you do fine art yeah so I'm majoring in painting who would have thought yeah and, um, who would have thought but pretty much that degree is it's also not probably the easiest degree it's I <laughs> I see the amount of work that you do yeah it's obviously assessing art is very subjective and up to the discretion of the lecturer and every you know lecturers at my university are wonderfully qualified and practicing artists themselves so I really I had to learn to take on constructive criticism after being by myself and achieving all my goals yeah I'd never really been critiqued before in art and obviously it, it hurts a lot more when it's something you're so passionate about. Yeah. Um, but I developed a thick skin and I'm definitely better for it. And then at the same time, first year was odd for me because um, I found out that Dino passed away. And I was in this weird place where no one in Australia even knew he'd existed in the first place. And I kind of had to grieve quietly by myself and it didn't feel real because it's not like I you were in New Zealand yeah and it would have been so hard too because he was such a big influence he was in kind of your journey as an artist and your personal development definitely so that having to kind of experience that without kind of anyone knowing I can only imagine how difficult that would have been yeah and then um I guess on top of that, Night Shift, unfortunately, didn't make the finalists exhibition in the BP Portrait Award. But because I was now so accustomed to critique and criticism <laughs> um, through art college, it didn't affect me as much as it would have. Like, I wasn't just, you know, destroyed by it. In fact, like, I, st I was still really proud of the portrait. Um, so... I ended up entering it in the next um, Adam Portrait Award, the same one I'd been in two years ago. So that's the award in New Zealand. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. And it got through again. And this wonderful portrait, he got to be displayed and he got to tour New Zealand. And then eventually he got um, bought by a collector, which was exciting because I'd never had that happen before. It would have been such like a validating experience, especially like you've gone from Italy to kind of being in a weird transitional period before uni starts and then your college art college starts and then your like it, it's a yeah. very up and down it, but it would have been like such kind of a 
I guess, fulfilling way to end, I guess, it would have been your first year, so 2019. Yeah, Yeah, no, it was. And I'm I'm so glad that I still, like, had faith in the portrait as well because, you know, art is subjective and... I could have easily dismissed it as not a good painting because it didn't get in. Yeah, but I think that's kind of important is that even though it didn't get in, you could still have such a great kind of response to that. Yeah, and that portrait definitely had a life of its own outside of me. You know, bloody yeah. went to London went without Went to London, went to New Zealand. It was being published. Yeah, like, hangs in some dude's house now. And yeah. has its own life beyond me. So that was, I guess, that portrait had a really important narrative in, alongside yeah, mine. Yeah, journey. So, you know, it's all going well. You know, you're also doing art. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing that from there, you kind of went back a little bit down a little bit yeah so um things were going good at our college 2019 no global pandemic yeah it was a great time everyone was was enjoying themselves yeah hunky dory I even um co-curated an exhibition a group show with other people and that's the first time I'd done any curation and I discovered I actually like working with other people and like working with other people's art so that was really fun for me and then 2020 rolls around and everyone knows what happened yeah so good old COVID-19 COVID-19 um just made my art community again and then lockdown happens and suddenly all my classes are online and I'm back in my studio by myself (laughs) again (laughs) isolated again and Um, obviously your degree is quite hands-on so especially like you're coming from a group <laughs> exhibition that you did like yeah. hell yeah this is my community to actually um, never mind by myself again yeah um yeah so feeling isolated again and then just a little uh cherry on top I also 2020 I found out that Smithy had passed away um and then I always felt like uh I was kind of going backwards because I was suddenly in that same position where I was by myself grieving by myself and then it was weird. It was like I'd developed, come so far as an artist, but suddenly my home ties with art were gone and I was mm. by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. Very isolating. Yeah. But that's kind of why we started the Indie Project. Like coming out of lockdown, we were both in kind of a transitional period. Yes. As per the previous <laughs> yeah. podcast, you would know that I was going through it. So I think we were almost a bit, I guess, drawn to each other because we were both going through through such transitional times in our lives. Yeah, and um, I desperately wanted to get that community feeling back and Summer wanted a community too. And so, yeah, we made the Indie Project, bringing all the artists and musicians together again. Yay. (laughs) And um, So from Indie... I guess, you know, you've, with Indie, how have you got that community back? How has that changed you even like both personally and maybe you as an artist? Yeah, well, I'm definitely a lot more confident as an artist because I now have this network of creative people who not only care about my art, but care about me as a person. Um, And this weird thing, the weird thing about like putting your head down and chasing these big goals all the time is that when you eventually achieve them, it's kind of bittersweet because you have no one to celebrate it Mm -hmm. with. um, So it feels less meaningful. So now 
I have friends. <laughs> I have friends in and out of the art community who support me no matter what. And kind of through this as well, I do want to kind of touch on, so you know how like Smithy and Dino, massive parts of you yeah. developing as an artist. And then unfortunately they've passed away. Has their kind of legacy then transpired, I guess, with now your creation with Indian, you becoming, you know, more of a I guess leader yeah I guess yeah I I guess I've never really thought about it that way but definitely I I guess I feel like I've had such amazing supporters in my life and now I'm in a position where I can support other people and hopefully be a fraction as important yeah. and impactful <laughs> as they were on my artistic journey because at the end of the day being an artist is amazing but it can also be really isolating like you are in your studio, making your stuff, usually by yourself. And it can feel really hard to even break through into the emerging art mm. community. So yeah, I want the indie project to act as a gateway, like make being in the art scene more accessible Absolutely. and more community-based and welcoming. So kind of from your journey, um, what are like your main messages or what do you want people to kind of take away from um, like, you know, yeah. this guess story <laughs> um uh, well I guess one thing you can take away is don't be afraid to do things with other people don't be afraid to ask for help um I guess don't always feel like you need to constantly do it by yourself yeah because it's the victories are way more sweet when you have other people by your side supporting you the highs are extra high and then the lows aren't so low when you have people who care about you and care about your art that's pretty much it <laughs> so to conclude this episode we'd like to dedicate this to glenn smith and hunia dean who are so important and inspiring and really fostered an art community in dunedin